Welcome to Healthy Choices with your host, Ray Solano from Austin, Texas. We're ready for your calls right now. Call in toll-free at 877-956-9566. Now, here's your host, Ray Solano. Well, welcome to Healthy Choices XM, broadcasting from Austin, Texas. I'm your host, Ray Solano, clinical pharmacist and board-certified clinical nutritionist. As always, we're always here to answer your questions about your health and how to make responsible choices that can change your life. Today's show is going to be a pre-record session, but you can still text us your, your questions and we'll be able to get back to you off the air as, well, as always. Always check out our website, HealthyChoicesXM.com, for all of our past shows and also upcoming guests. Our show, our topic today from Dr. Gazagolia is going to talk about addiction disorders and other types of chronic diseases and how this can be re- reversed. The reason why we wanted to talk about addiction disorders today is that, believe it or not, it is the number one cause of accidental death. And this is statistics from 2014-15, over 50,000 people lost their life due to addiction to opiates and other types of pharmaceuticals. So this is why it's really important that this is one of a large number of preventable diseases and preventable deaths that can occur. Before we begin this interview with Dr. Gazagolia from Progressive Medical Centers, we would like to talk about a couple of the other topics in the news that we that we're going to that we're going to finish up with uh, at the end of our show if we don't get to it in the first half of our show. New product that's entering the marketplace this week is the wireless earbuds. Now everybody's all excited about the iPhone 7. We all are as well. We enjoy technology. However, it comes with a cost. Is this radiation very close to your brain? We'll get into a little bit more detail on that a little later in the show. Another topic we want to touch on is the seven common cookware items that can poison your food. This is important because many times we spend a lot of money buying organic foods. We may spend a lot of money cooking so we don't eat out. However, some of our cookware may be causing more problems than you had even anticipated. Also, sometimes we have to say, well, I guess we may not have been correct on a, on a topic of a food group. A new, new discovery from a new article being published out of the Journal of Nutrition talks about a superfood, mango, preventing obesity and type 2 diabetes and has anti-inflammatory. This is something new. We've always felt that mango raises blood sugar levels, but it actually has positive effects. We'll get into that uh, this a little bit more throughout our show. But before we get we talk over to Dr. Gazagoli and Progressive Medical Centers, we want to talk about the the new wireless headphones. Again, these emit radiation. These are radio frequency waves, RFRs, that are very very close to your brain. This is much different than ionization or ionized radiation that comes from x-rays. This is 
we're, we're, we're talking about is RFRs or radio frequency waves. And traditionally, we have found that these don't carry enough energy to cause cellular DNA damage. However, we have found that RFRs or radio frequency waves have been shown to degrade the blood-brain barrier over time, thereby making it more vulnerable to toxins that pass into the brain. This is a major concern when you're placing these RFR transmitters next to the brain. Let's make sure you understand how these work. The Bluetooth is directly, these will communicate directly from the iPhone. These Bluetooth transmitters are, will be inserted in the right earbud and they will send the Bluetooth signal to the left earbud. In between the two is your brain. So I have a lot of concern that this is possibly can be very dangerous because unfortunately you're going to see children having this. You're going to see elderly have this. You're going to have people that have compromised blood-brain barriers or compromised immune systems that may have difficulty or being compromised. So I want people to understand this could be a a problematic if you have if you get this and you start feeling differently it may be because to these head wireless headphones emitting the radiation a lot of studies that are being published today in electromagnetic electromagnetic biology and medicine journals it's important that full disclosure for the radiation for these headphones these earbuds needs to be disclosed before we just decide that they are absolutely safe. Another topic we, we spoke about at the beginning of our show is that mangoes are now a superfood. Originally, we always felt that they raised too much blood sugar levels and they should be in the same category as, uh, as other fruits and vegetables that can have high glycemic index. Yes, they do have a high glycemic index, however, they are the complex of minerals, complex of fiber, and anti-inflammatory factors make them very beneficial to the gut bacteria, especially when people are using ketogenic diets that have higher fat diets. They have the, the probable or the, the good quantity of nutrients that end up causing a beneficial effect to the the bacteria in the GI tract. This is always we found it very important. Also, they have increased levels of short-chain fatty acids. And this is associated with the beneficial effects of anti-inflammatory properties. So everybody should go out and get at least a, a, a couple of mangoes and have at least a serving of that once a day. It's very beneficial for you, so now put that on the good list as the superfoods. The other topic that we, we mentioned is about the cookware, the different types of cookware that we could poison your food. And one of the, the, the worst ones that we found is, I'll go through the lists that are common cookware items that may make you sick. Aluminum cookware. Copper cookware, plastic cooking utensils, plastic cutting boards, plastic food containers, 
And of course, the worst one is Teflon cookware. Teflon, a nonstick coating made by DuPont, is commonly used to manufacture these frying pans, and they contain highly toxic chemicals, especially if they're done at high heat, that are carcinogenic and can kill small animals. So it's important that Teflon cookware not be used in kitchens at all, period. There's much safer nonstick alternatives. Pre-seasoned cast iron is one of the ones that comes up on the list. So it's, it's important for people to realize that aluminum cookware has no place in the kitchen as well as Teflon cookware. So stick with stainless steel. So our show today, we, we, talk, we want to talk a little bit about addiction. And the reason why we want to talk about addiction is there are solutions to that that are non-traditional. And one of the reasons why we, the, is an item that we've talked about on our show before is this product called NAD. NAD or NAD plus is it occurs in every cell of your body. And again, we want to pose the question. What if there is a compound that can turn back time, can restore energy, improve athletic performance, bring back clarity of thought, reverse depression, and help cure cravings for alcohol and drugs from addicted individuals? And again, this is what we're looking at. There's a substance that occurs in every cell of the body, that's NAD+, that we have found that by supplementing with this, either by IV or intranasal, can help people withdraw from these addictive substances by bringing back that nutrient level back to the cells to overcome and replace some of these addictive substances from the cells. So the NAD stores are low, and this causes some of this addictive behavior and this neurodegeneration illness that occurs from this aging. So you're going to hear a little bit more about this. We're going to... Dr. Gazagolia at Progressive Medical Centers is doing more, more research into this area. But I want people to understand, look, this is a word I want you to look for, NAD+. Nick, so uh, the reason we were finding that addiction is such a big issue that it's over a $35 billion in revenue for the rehabilitation industry. That's a lot of money, and most of these centers cost anywhere as much as $100,000. So we're going to go to our pre-recorded broadcast interview with Dr. Gazagolia at Progressive Medical Centers, and Cheryl Burnett is going to join him as well on some of these topics and others in integrative medicine, and we'll be back afterwards to give you a summary. So what is the definition of addiction? Addiction is medically defined as habitual, psychological, and physiological dependence on a substance or practice which is beyond voluntary control. So not only can this be a substance, but this can be some type of practice, and we've seen that quite a bit with with certain patients that display OCD. Now, there's certain things that you want to be addicted to, such as good eating habits. There's certain things you want to be addicted to, such as possibly exercise, of course, with moderation, because you don't want to over-exercise as well because you'll be defeating the purpose. And you certainly want to be addicted to your family and your friends, and that's a good thing, okay? What's the bad thing? Tobacco, excessive alcohol, illicit drugs, pain prescriptions, 
these are some of the big problems. Even even prescriptions that are prescribed by a licensed professional, that you can become addicted to. Pain medicines were designed for short-term usage for a traumatic injury. It was not designed for chronic pain. If you are suffering from chronic pain, you need help if you're going to continue taking these narcotics. There's, that is not a good strategy. So let me bring on Dr. Burdett, and we're going to tackle this issue. And, and I really want to focus, Dr. Burdett, really the root causes. I want to get to these root causes. So first of all, let's get your opinion on addictions, because I know you're one of the experts in the area on looking at it from a holistic perspective. Well, I always think that addiction is an opportunity to look to see what is going on with that person and why does the addiction exist. Whether or not we're talking psoriasis, irritable bowel syndrome, or addiction, we don't want to stop with a label. We want to ask the question, what is the cause of the label and why does this occur? And so for most people, uh, the way that an addiction begins is not because somebody says, well, I think it would be a great idea to try cocaine today. I think a cocaine habit would be an excellent thing to have happen. But, what, but the reason that whether or not it's cocaine or alcohol or prescription drugs, Adderall, a big one that, that, that our society is using, overusing and abusing, uh, a prescription drug used for focus and concentration, a di- uh, attention deficit disorder. But the reason that, these, that, that people begin to use these things uh, and become addicted to them is often because they're self-medicating for some other underlying issue. Now, what is that underlying issue? Is it a lack of security? Is it a history of abuse and, and pain there and that they need some way to modulate the emotional pain that they feel from these things in the past? Is it that they notice that themselves that they, that they suffer at school, they, they don't do as well, and they're struggling there, and so that um, taking something like Adderall helps them to fit in more, helps them to stay on track like the other kids and be more off the radar and more part of the crowd? It is typically some, is it, a, is it a fatigue issue? Is it an insomnia issue? Is it that you just don't feel well? Usually when we begin to dissect the picture of addiction, there's some underlying reason that this is going on. And so when we realize that, when we realize that addiction is like any other medical condition, it's like diabetes or irritable bowel syndrome. It's a condition that you have to manage, and it's a condition that you have to continue to work at to stay in remission. So when I work with people that have diabetes, we'll change diet. We'll use some supplements. And lo and behold, what you'll see is insulin goes back into normal range. Other parameters like hemoglobin A1C go back into normal range. And then the patient asks, do I still have diabetes? My markers are not in a diabetic range. And actually, by the, by the, the, the definition, no, they don't have diabetes at that moment. But they still need to continue to manage that condition. Otherwise, they'll go right back to where they were. Addiction is the same way. When you talk about recovery, you, you don't say uh, that I have recovered. Recovery is an ongoing process. It's never in the past tense. I'm in recovery. I, I am an addict, and, and I am still working to stay in recovery. And so it, it's not something that goes away, but it's something that, we, that can stay in permanent remission. And when we begin to think about it like 
diabetes, that you'd have to still continue to control your diet, still continue to do things to manage blood sugar. The same is true for addiction recovery. What was the reason that that happened in the first place? Was it uh, an insecurity, an inability to cope with stress? Was it was it fatigue? Was it pain? Was it in, uh, not fitting in with others? And when we when, when we begin to realize what it was that, that that was needed for in order to manage, now we can treat root cause. And so when we begin to peel back the layers of addiction, usually you'll find an inability to cope with stress. Usually you'll find a need to stay more alert, more active, more focused. And so this is what will drive some of the substances that begin to get used. Now, what in our own body would do those same things? Well, now adrenals are the glands that help us to cope with stress or neurotransmitters like like dopamine, the pleasure center of the brain, which cocaine works on, which alcohol works on, which sex works on, uh, which exercise works on. What are other ways that we can increase dopamine besides cocaine, besides alcohol? And again, when we begin to look at it this way, when we begin to support the physiology at the same time you're supporting the spiritual, then this is when we're going to have the most optimal outcomes. But we can't forget one or the other. And so continuing to use B vitamins and nutrition and good quality diet will continue to keep you on the road to remission. And, and that's one of the reasons why we have issues with certain addiction centers that do not address the mind, body, and spirit. This is definitely an attack from all angles. It is destroying that individual. And for those of you listening out there and say, well, I just dabble it into it. If you believe that there's even a, a remote chance that you're suffering addiction, don't be in denial. Come out, get evaluated. There are some very unique evaluations, such as genetic testing. We've seen certain SNPs, which is a single nucleotide polymorphism, that can actually be make you more susceptible. It was really interesting, Dr. Burdett. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we had a conversation yesterday with, uh, with a PhD that's developed a proteomics test, which is just really, really fascinating. But when you left the room, it was interesting. He came to me because he, he wrote a whole book on uh, genetics and stem cells, and he talked about different things, and he had his test done. You realize the, the genetic SNP told him he needs to drink more alcohol well, interesting. because he was from an Irish-Scottish background because there's a lot of benefits because it actually increases his elegic acid, yep. which is very, very specific for cell metabolism of, of cancer cells. So, And then his and so wife... You can see that idea of self-medicating. Absolutely. And then his wife was from an Asian descent, and she her SNP was she couldn't even tolerate alcohol. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So once again, we are uniquely designed. We cannot sit there and say, oh, yeah, it's perfectly fine in moderation. We just don't know. There's certain individuals should not even touch, touch even a drop, and there's other ones that can handle moderate. So, you know, where you fall really needs to be evaluated. Science is moving at a rapid pace. We're going to be able to have an imprint very affordably soon in the future. But what we have right now is we have the tools and the tools really tell us that the brain needs to be nourished and healed properly. Number one, you have to stop this addiction. You have to stop the substance. Okay? That's when you may have medical intervention. That's when you go in a detox center, whether that's three to seven days. Then you go on to a rehab. But ultimately, what these rehab centers are missing, they're missing the benefits of integrative medicine. They're missing the benefits of using very, very specific dosages on these amino acids. Dr. Bidet and I have seen amazing, amazing turnarounds just with amino acids, IVs, and taking it orally. But before we talk about that, I pulled up some information, Dr. Bidet, that's staggering. According to the National Institute on Drug Abuse, which their mission is is actually 
educating and bringing awareness on um, on addiction science, and that that is their mission statement. That their last publication, which was just recent, uh, just in beginning of 2016, that the American uh, public for the cost of substance abuse is over seven hundred billion dollars. Now that's actually annual, and that's cost related to crime, lost work productivity. And healthcare, and the illicit drugs are at two hundred billion. Um, alcohol abuse um, is at two hundred fifty billion, and then tobacco is at at three hundred billion. So this is you know I, when I use the word illicit drugs, exactly. I'm even talking about pain medicines that have been prescribed legally and they sell on the street. So we've had a lot of problem with and with those oxycodone. Don't even count the people that are on pain medications by prescription, but have gotten to a place where they are for their they are addicted to those, and there's abuse of those, and as well as things like Adderall too, where we see people really push the envelope there. They push the envelope. Now it's interesting. Imagine if we can, as a society, have a fifty percent decrease in the next decade. Imagine if we had an administration, a government that really puts in resources and allows. Uh, top-notch scientists, the ability not to be controlled by the government, to actually have the freedom to research. We've got some of the most brilliant minds in the United States. We have ingenuity. We have creativity. We can solve this problem. You're not going to solve this problem by going to a 30-day rehab center that just talks about counseling. Counseling is wonderful. Okay, That's one component. That's one spoke of the wheel. We want to really focus on brain chemistry. So we know that's a problem. $700 billion problem. How many lives have been destroyed? I will tell you from personal experience from a family member that had had an addiction that went through treatment that four of this individual's associates actually after they got out within seven to ten days, they went back to using and they died. They lost their lives. And all that was involved, and this is really aggravating to me, all that was involved was just counseling. You're listening to Healthy Choices XM Broadcasting from Austin, Texas. I'm your host, Ray Solano, clinical pharmacist and board-certified clinical nutritionist, talking about your health and how to make responsible choices. So our topic today is addiction medicine and why this is important. We started out on a show making people make people understand that it's over 50,000 people, Americans, have lost their lives due to the accidental death, and it's the number one killer in the United States, even more deadly than cars. So this is a major change that has occurred, and some of our large insurance companies have taken a big step to realize that this is a needing more evidence-based, more comprehensive solutions to drug addiction, just like any other medical disorder. The reason why that we see that this is, uh, is, is something that's extremely important because if somebody is diagnosed with addiction, the cost factor for rehabilitation for a 30-day inpatient program can cost anywhere from fifteen dollars to $26,000, and most charge close to $100,000, and many times insurance may or may not pay for it depending upon the therapy. This is why this is this is is a very large industry, like we mentioned, is close to a thirty-five billion dollar industry rehabilitation. And sometimes we take it casually. Well, they're just checking into re- rehabilitation like they would a hotel. hotel. But unfortunately, if the intervention is not being done, uh, many times death is the is the result. 
So we, we feel that there's some light at the end of the tunnel, that many times we see these innovative therapies with NAD and amino acids and B vitamins, IV, is, can give you treatment for the in, you know, that are individualized to the patient that can reverse some of the decay, some of the neuroregeneration, can also stop the cravings. Because again, many times the brains, the bodies, the muscles look at these addictive substances as food. So it's really important to stop these cravings. We're going to get back to this and other topics that we on Healthy Choices XM. Make sure you check out our website, HealthyChoicesXM.com. We'll be back after the break.
Let's talk about your healthy choices. We have room for you right now. Toll free at 877-956-9566. Welcome back. Uh, You're listening to Healthy Choices, XM Broadcasting from Austin, Texas. And my name is Ray Solano, your host, clinical pharmacist and certified clinical nutritionist. We were talking at the beginning of our show, talking about some of the problems with these new wireless headphones, these earbuds, causing a tremendous amount of radio frequency radiation. Well, everybody thinks that they're safe, the Bluetooth, we see them everywhere. It's all around us. We use these devices. But however, when you put them very close to your brain, and these, these are Bluetooth transmitters, they are unfortunately can cause some disruption in the blood-brain barrier. This is what uh, research is leaning to. Unfortunately, there's no warnings on these devices. They're considered safe. Well, it's important for people to do a little bit of homework themselves and understand how these things work. Make sure you understand the Bluetooth communicator or transmitters on the right earbuds and the way that they connect to the left earbuds is through a Bluetooth signal. In between the two of those is your brain, and we feel that this can be troublesome. We're absolutely not sure, but we find any types of increased radiation this close to the brain, we have found to be not healthy. So be very careful before we rush off to use these earbuds. Even though they look nice, we are very much afraid that they are going to be more of an aesthetic appeal, and nobody's going to be concerned about the medical approach. Back to our, our, our main topic today was addiction disorders and how they can be reversed. Again, we know that this is one of the number one cause of accidental deaths in, in the country, and unfortunately, it's not being addressed just like any other mental disease. Many times this can be prevented because we have found out that the genetic makeup of the person can make them a greater risk for addiction because they do not have the the proper genetic material or they have defects in their genetic makeup that causes their body not to detoxify the medicines or the, the substances correctly and unfortunately we get into this addiction or cravings uh, scenario so again we need to address addiction in a much different manner than we are doing right now because even alcoholics the 12-step method doesn't take into account that 40 to 60 percent of the substances is attributable to the person's genetic makeup so it's 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 important that we take a different approach to this Cigna Insurance is working with the American Society of Addiction Medicine to give patients the best possible care. So we want people to understand that this is a work in progress. We want you to listen to our show and share it with others because we are looking at some cutting-edge therapies for addiction. This is Healthy Choices XM. Please give us a text if you have any questions at 512-219-0724, and we will get back to you, even though this may not be a live show. Always check out our website as well. What goes on in the brain 
from a neurotransmitter perspective. Let's talk about all the neurotransmitters yes. for a minute. Let's just go. Let's go over all of them. Let's go through serotonin, epinephrine, norepinephrine. We even know acetylcholine plays a role mm-hmm. in dopamine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the one that I uh, put front and center when we're talking about addiction and more importantly, addiction recovery uh, is dopamine. And dopamine is the neurotransmitter that's responsible for the pleasure center of the brain. When we experience pleasure, dopamine goes up. And so uh, we, we, this is how we learn responses to things. This, this, is, this is when you see, for example, that rat in the cage, and they put uh, cocaine in the water, and the rat keeps tapping the lever, tapping the lever, drinking more water, drinking even too much water. And that's because every time the rat does that, a dopamine response happens, and they crave that response again. But as we know with a story with addiction, whatever the substances, you begin to need more and more and more over time to do the same thing. So when does this become, when, when is somebody more at risk? Well, the person who's at risk is the person that has a low dopamine level to start with. And so going to a party or hanging out with friends doesn't create the same pleasure for that person that it does with somebody with a higher dopamine level. So that person says, okay, well, I'm not getting the same pleasure out of this. Uh, let me, um, I'll add to that. I'll, I'll drink more. I'll, I'll add other medica- I'll add drugs because that will heighten my dopamine further. And so, again, essentially what the person is doing is self-medicating to get that level of dopamine that's normal for other people. And, again, the story begins. We find these things that increase dopamine. We feel good. And then we, we want to repeat that feeling. And, but it takes more and more and more over time. And so an addiction is born. So when we see a low dopamine, low dopamine is associated with feeling less pleasure. Low dopamine can be associated with feelings of being flat or low, depressed. Uh, Low dopamine also means difficulty pulling the big picture together. So uh, kiddos with attention deficit disorder can have lower dopamine. And we'll see some of our lowest dopamines in autistic kiddos in terms of an inability to understand that big picture and put all the pieces together. So there are a number of different conditions where you can have low dopamine, and then we began to look for ways to increase that, to increase our focus, increase our concentration, increase our energy, and increase our sense of well-being. And so this is where many people might reach for uh, cocaine or alcohol or even Adderall to get their dopamine levels up. However, There are ways of increasing our dopamine with nutrients as well. So we can measure neurotransmitters. We can see if this is a piece. And another another organ that plays a role are your adrenals. Adrenals help you to respond to stress, but adrenals are also responsible for helping to create some of your dopamine pool. So when adrenals become fatigued, we are worn down, we don't feel good, we don't have the same level of energy, we don't wake up with energy, we, we don't, our body's confused as to when to go to sleep. And so again, you can see why somebody begins to reach for other forms of support, maybe smoking cigarettes because it gives them more energy. So instead, now as you remove that crutch, whatever that was, the alcohol that gave pleasure, the cigarettes that gave more energy, the Adderall that gave more focus, you need to replace it and get the body to do the job and to get it to do its job more normally. So how do we do that? Well, we begin to step in with supporting the adrenals and step in with supporting brain chemistry. So one great way to get your body to make more of its own dopamine is to use amino acids like Dr. Ogoli was mentioning. This is why we find when somebody is at the very beginning uh, part of addiction recovery, using 
something like IV amino acid therapy is a great way to jumpstart things because you'll put so many amino acids into the body. You flood that body. You flood those six cells. You flood that brain that's been under tremendous stress from the Adderall or the cigarettes or the cocaine. And now you build natural ways of repair. So you begin to make your own dopamine. You do that more appropriately. And now when you get rid of the crutch, again, the alcohol or the Adderall, your body's not left with this huge drop-off, this huge deficit that leaves you craving for more. So those amino acids, if we can step in right at the beginning with high levels of those, that's going to support the body, that's going to support the person, that's going to support the work that you're doing in counseling because you have better levels of neurotransmitters to form new pathways, and that's going to help build the road towards long-term remission. And that's really the key is this long-term remission. Anybody can do well for 30, 45 days. It's that long-term. And it takes a while for the brain to heal, depending on the damage. And that's why it's so, so important to have the proper evaluation, which is going to be looking at your hormones, looking at these neurotransmitters. And since we're talking about neurotransmitters, I think it's important because you're 100% correct, Dr. Burdett. Dopamine is one of the biggest areas because that particular neurotransmitter actually is involving feelings of pleasure, uh, motivation, and people repeat behaviors that lead to dopamine release. And that's the key, as you talked about. It can be even sexual addiction. It could be mm-hmm. um, even over-exercising, over you know, when people end up getting a lot of endorphins, which is another neurotransmitter. Uh, this um, endorphins, euphoria, is a neurotransmitter. It's released during exercise, excitement, and sex, and producing well-being, euphoria, reducing pain. So what's really interesting is that a lot of these medications and these habits also do involve endorphins. Now, what ends up happening that when you affect the brain, you begin to affect GABA, which is a very calming neurotransmitter. This is a very unique transmitter because it calms and the firing of the nerves in the net central nervous system. And when you have higher levels, it's going to improve your focus. Lower levels cause anxiety. That's one thing that we've noticed, especially with individuals that are abusing THC. We're seeing THC, which is tetrahydrocannabinoids that you find now in marijuana. You're seeing that is, fits into the illicit drug with the exception of the states that it's legal. But now that we're even finding these legalized states, they're having higher levels of THC than they used to because of the farming um, abilities agriculturally. So now you're seeing a lot of GABA issues and you're seeing a lot of schizophrenia and anxiety with these individuals that are, that are abusing it. Even if it was prescribed to them, it's still going to be an addiction. Absolutely. Yeah, So, and, and so it's true that some of the ones that we'll use medicinally can have more of other compounds and less of the THC. So um, we can select some of those cannabinoids for different reasons like uh, seizure control or anxiety control without the side effects. But when you, when you aren't using more of those medical preparations, uh, you certainly can risk that higher THC and more of that addictive behavior. Another big one that we'll see uh, addictions from, or another reason for that, is people that have low serotonin. And serotonin is the amino acid, or sorry, is the neurotransmitter that helps to reduce depression. When serotonin is normal, we have lower levels of depression, but when it's low, we can have an increased risk of depression. And so one of the biggest addictions that we face in Western society, and maybe you don't categorize it this way or think of it this way, but is actually our addiction to sugar. And many of the, the you'll see um, different studies out there and, and videos out there, data out there that talk about sugar actually being more addictive than heroin. 
And so why is it that where we reach for all these carbohydrates, we reach for this junk food? Why is it obesity is at 60% that we are, it's the largest, that this generation is not going to outlive their parents for the first time? Well, part of it is that we're, we are pushing our metabolic continuum with this overload of sugar and high fructose corn syrup. Well, why is it that we are addicted to that? The, one of the reasons is, is those carbohydrates cross the blood brain barrier quickly. And they help the brain make more serotonin. So you feel good at least for a period of time until it drops off and the cycle begins again. You got to have that carbohydrate. You got to have that sugar, just like other uh, addictions out there. But so if we know that, if we know the reason that we're reaching for those things is to uh, increase some of our neurotransmitters, again, now we can, and that's not just for sugar, but you see uh, I, therapies that increase serotonin be used for alcohol addiction as well. Um, cigarette withdrawal, some of the medications used push the amount of serotonin in the body, but we can do that naturally too. So again, we can use things like 5-HTP, 5-hydroxytryptophan. We like to use one that's controlled release because it will keep your serotonin up throughout the day rather than it spiking and dropping, which could even create some of the problem again. But So using some of those amino acids to build your own neurotransmitters uh, becomes quite important. But as you, as you can already tell from the beginning of our show is that when, when you, okay, so is it dopamine? Is it serotonin? And wait, we haven't even talked about GABA or acetylcholine and some of the others, which we will. But I hope that you're already understanding that one, you, you don't want to just reach for an amino acid. You don't want to just reach for an IV. You don't want to just reach for a medication. You want to know which neurotransmitter you are low in. And then you want to treat accordingly, especially in something that, that has the impact of addiction. We don't have time to play around with this one and then hope that we guess and get it right. What we want is when somebody goes into a recovery program to use the amino acids, to use the nutrients that are most appropriate for their body to build them up so they have less chance of relapsing, less chance of ending up back where they were. So if we can measure neurotransmitters and treat accordingly, um, this is going to be a great way to get there. So you mentioned using some um, IVs for nutrient support, IV amino acids, and uh, those will just do amazing things to help get somebody, help really support the system. But as we know, when you've gone through a period of addiction, probably the eating habits weren't the best. The attention to health wasn't the best. And so other nutrients are likely to be depleted as well. B vitamins are a big group that become depleted with addiction. And when you have lower levels of B vitamins, it impacts your brain. It's harder to focus. It's harder to pull different words out. You begin to feel insecure and not like yourself. And, and without that alcohol to ease my nerves, I, I feel more uncomfortable around others because I don't have my words and I can't remember things as well. Well, you know what? That's not you. That's part of the nutritional depletion that some of the addiction has caused. So coupling some amino acid IVs with things like a Myers cocktail, uh, and these are actually used in many, uh, well, unfortunately, I say many. That's my optimistic side speaking. It's not many, only a few some, actually, Dr. It's Burnett. used in some recovery centers. And, 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 and you see in those recovery centers, when you combine that nutrition, you see better outcomes as well. But so, But look. Let's say you can't find one of those centers. Let's say, you know, what's down the street is what, <clears throat> what's available, what your insurance covers. Great. 
find an integrative clinic to work adjunctively to what those services are that you're getting. If you're going to meetings every night or um, in a recovery program, find some place that will support what you're doing there. And so find organizations that will work together. So we are, so for example, here at Progressive Medical, there are a number of addiction recovery centers in the area that, that we are familiar with, that we work with, and we can do some of that adjunct nutritional support. And so a Myers cocktail are high-dose B vitamins. And so we know that alcohol will deplete a, a couple of different B vitamins. Thiamine is a big one that becomes depleted from abuse of alcohol. Well, when thiamine is depleted, you can also have more neuropathies, more numbness and tingling. And so a lot of these things can be reversed. It's not a permanent state that your body is stuck in because of the abuse of alcohol or some other drug. There's recovery. There's recovery for your brain. There's recovery for your spirit. And there's recovery for your body. So adding in those Myers cocktails can just be a wonderful piece for getting your energy back, your stability back, getting your brain back. When you get your brain back, easier to form new patterns, new ways of thinking. And all of that helps to make a healthier you and and in a situation where it's easier to stay in remission. Well, let's talk about that, Dr. Dubik, because once we actually determine the neurotransmitters, once we determine what's going on with the hormones, once we determine the amino acids. So what's going to happen with someone that's going to be involved in a outpatient care at a clinic such as Progressive Medical Integrative? So once you finish your, your inpatient, which we, we do believe there should be a period of inpatient to, to allow the, the, that individual, that patient, not to have any access whatsoever. We know that there has to be very, very tight scrutiny in, with the patients, and it's 24-7. But once we actually determine outpatient care. We've seen great results with these amino acid IVs. We've seen amazing results with something called biofeedback. We're going to talk about that in the next segment. We'll be taking a break shortly. And we also talk about uh, the proper amounts of exercise and oxygen and nutrition because ultimately what ends up happening with these addictive type behaviors, we talked about this dopamine, we talked about the endorphins, and we talked about GABA. Serotonin plays a huge role here because of these specific cravings. You can go from having one addiction with illicit medications or drugs, and then before you know it, wham, you're, go, you're, you're replacing it with tobacco, or you're going to replace it with, with overeating of these comfort foods. And before you know it, you're not only going to pack on the pounds, but now you put yourself at risk for other metabolic diseases such as diabetes and having uh, your thyroid not work efficiently. That opens up a whole other area. So in order to heal, you can't go from one addiction to another. That's why the brain healing is so critically important, and that's why we at the Progressive Medical Hour of Power, we at Progressive Medical Centers of America, and I'm speaking on behalf of all functional integrative doctors in this great country of ours, and even internationally, we all know what the problem is. We all know that we've got to correct the brain function. Um, we know Dr. Perlmutter, who is the author of Grain Brain, he talks a lot about that gut-brain connection. He talks about different receptors. He's talking about healing the gut to get rid of these addictions and these other neurological diseases. It's, it's fascinating. Dr. Daniel Amen, who's a fantastic psychiatrist, one of the first psychiatrists that actually started doing scans on brains. And, you know, ultimately now he's switched over and done more functional medicine, which is great. But a lot of these, these, these PET scans actually really showed what's happening with that brain function. And you can really see a difference with a normal brain with an addicted brain. It looks like Swiss cheese. So they see great benefits by not only stopping the substance, but adding the biofeedback, adding these nutrients, and then you've got a winning, winning combinations. The goal at Progressive Medical is to get to the root cause 
And that's why we know, yes, there's a genetic potential there. We know also it could be a metabolic issue. issue. We know that there's a history of substance abuse in many families, and we've seen individuals with very, very low serotonin levels that they turn to these substances. So that's why our message today is really a message of hope that you can heal from the inside out, body, mind, and spirit. And that's why we want to go ahead and educate you and, and help you um, take this to the next level. You're listening to Healthy Choices XM. We're talking about uh, addiction today, and you've listened to this show. We had some interesting insights as to how to, to deal with it, it Make sure we pay attention to it and don't ignore it. But it's a serious, serious disorder. And Progressive Medical Centers, Dr. Gazagoli and Cheryl Burdett have done a great job of trying to educate people and make awareness that this, why this is important. We have found that uh, the CDC has announced new guidelines for prescribing opiates, discouraging prescriptions that loss last longer than a week. But it's, it's important that we also know that the complications of stacking them with other drugs, benzodiazepines, di, uh, Valium, can be, cause serious negative consequences for misuse, addiction, and overdose. So we're starting to finally un, uh, make this a household word for awareness. And it's not something that should be sociably acceptable and be able to just check into a rehab center. Those, that is not the, the, the answer because many times this is a very expensive and sometimes not very effective. We talk about a lot of topics today. This is what our, our show's about, is to educate our listeners is to some of the pitfalls for poor nutrition, some poor health choices, and it's really it's why it's important for people to have a good foundation for health and understand some of the warning signs when things are, are not in a balance. We talked about earbuds and wireless headphones and radiation uh, today and how this is something that we want people to be very keenly aware that we are increasing this radio frequency radiation that may be damaging to the blood-brain barrier and especially, I think it should be prohibitive from small children or immunocompromised patients. We also talked about some of the dangers today of cookware and some of the most, the worst one offenders of cookware is Teflon coated cookware, especially if it's old. Uh, we find that this is, can be very carcinogenic and toxic fumes. We also talked today about the, what we feel is maybe an antidote It'd be a diff, maybe it's not a, it's a little stronger word is NAD. NAD is a naturally occurring substance that's in our body that can restore energy, athletic performance, but also reverse depression and help cure the cravings of alcohol. This is done in an IV form and also as a nasal spray. Our pharmacy is has been celebrated as one of the few pharmacies in the country that has been able to put this NAD nasal spray together in a form that is stable for, for patients to be able to use on an ongoing basis. Also, check out our website, Healthy Choices XM, for more information on this and other substances. Uh, 
Also, we talked about a new superfood. We always like to end our show on a, on a highlight of something that you can do that you may have taken off the, the list as barred is we now are putting mangoes in the list of superfoods. We are finding now that they have anti-inflammatory factors. They have short-chain fatty acids that are beneficial for the gut bacteria to help propagate them. Anything we can do to improve our health, this is what we want to talk about. Join us next week as we do another interview with topics that are going to change your life. We're going to have Dr. Gaz Agolia back again next week and listen to our websites, healthychoicesxm.com for past shows, and you can easily email them to your listeners. And check out our products, our new ketone products that are supplements or um, foods that are very getting very popular in our society today. So check out our website, healthychoicesxm.com. We'll be here next week. Uh, and text us your any questions you may have after, during the show, 512-209-0724. Have a great week. <laughs>